0: The world is a crazy place. One day the sun can shine its rays on us and we can live in a place of happiness, maybe even a week, a month, a year or years. But then one another day the sun can, can, dawn can go down and disappear on the horizon. And suddenly we start looking around us and it becomes dark and things feels like it's just going wrong. And it it feels like God has left us. It feels like God has has separated himself from us. Because if we look at the situation around us, there can be no other conclusion except that he's not there. At least that's the conclusion that we make. I want to tell you today about the Father and how he... Walks with us through the journeys of life. Because see, you probably know by now that life isn't always just happiness and sunshine. But night also comes. Just like our cycle where we have day and night, day and night. The same life has a cycle, a journey. And the Father journeys with us through it. And the biggest mistake we can make is to believe that He does not care that he does not want the best for us that he is not right here by you through it all because see the enemy tries to come and tell you you know God is so far away he must have forgotten about you you know God is not even thinking about you that's what the enemy is going to try and say But let's see what the scripture says about this. And I want to use this as an encouragement to make you see how what you may be going through right now or maybe not right now, maybe in the near future. This is a very common thing. And God actually gave us the entire Torah to demonstrate this very thing to us. That he will be with us. Through the through to the end of the age, no matter what this physical world looks like, no matter what our personal situation looks like. It's interesting that the the last book of the Torah and Deuteronomy, Moses. This is his last big speech. His his big writing to Israel. Just before he got disqualified from entering the promised land. He's not going with them. They're going to go off. But he now is going to give them a last big speech. And guess what he talks about? The biggest. This is one of the most important things that he can think about saying. One of the last things that he's going to tell them before he leaves. And he talks about. Trusting God when it doesn't look like you should trusting God when it seems like there's nothing in this world that is going to that points to you needing to trust him, that he's able to come through trusting God when it feels like he's totally left when it feels like he's totally not there. Moses starts off his speech in Deuteronomy 1 verse 1 with reminding Israel about the story of the 12 spies. He reminds them about these spies that God said, said, hey, send out these people into the promised land that I'm going to give you, because I want you guys to see that the promise that I have made you is true and it is there. And that the, the people sent out these 12 spies into the promised land and these spies, they, they went out to, to spy it out and they came back with with grapes as big, massive grapes, juicy, incredible grapes and other produce of the land. And they they come back and they say this land we have found it. It is fruitful. It is everything that God has promised us. It is a land flowing with milk and honey. But then they say, but 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 just as everyone gets excited, they say, no, but listen, 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 guys, there's a problem this land is inhabited by the nephilim the giants these these people whose 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 forts uh, they 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 extend into the clouds of the heavens we are we don't stand a chance against it what are we going to do and and the people as they hear these words they are struck with a fear and as they're struck with a fear they say the following they say because Yahweh was hating us, He has brought us out of the land of Egypt to give us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. You see, we need someone to understand that Israel—they've—they've they've went through the splitting of the sea. They've went—they've seen the miracles of God. They have seen Him guide them by a fire but in the, during the night and cloud by the day. And we see all—they had all these incredible. They had water coming from a rock and all these miracles. And then. Now they see they're getting closer to the promised land and they see the land, but they see the trial. And as they see the trial, they're struck with a fear and they grumble and complain and say, God, why did you bring us out of Egypt just to get, make us die here in the desert? You see, because when things go well, <laughs> there's nothing to complain about and we're comfortable. It's easy. Like in Egypt. Things didn't necessarily just go well with Israel there, but they were comfortable and they knew what today and tomorrow would look like. It was predictable, and in that place, they did not seek the Father. In that place, they did not sought to 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 better their situation or to to seek or running after the calling that He has called them to. But when God forced them out of Egypt with Moses, now suddenly they're placed in this uncomfortable situation. In a desert, a wilderness season, a place where it was dry. There was nothing to it seemed like there was nothing to drink or eat. And as Father took them through that wilderness for an incredibly long duration and time. He did this to teach them something. He did it to teach them to trust him. You see, but now after that he's shown up over and over and over again with all the miracles, including the manna, the water and everything else. Now we're coming to the end of the story and Israel has still not learned to trust the father. You see, God calls us, He's going to place us in situations that will pressure us, will be uncomfortable, will feel like there's no way out, like when they were at the the, the crossing of the Red Sea and they saw the Egyptians come from behind them and there's nowhere to go except the sea before them. God came through, split the sea for them and He did it to demonstrate that, yes, you have no chance in this life. You have nothing that will help you. Except if you trust in me is what God said, and God demonstrated by action and works in, the, in their lives over and over again that He will come through He will he is not his word is not void to make a, a proclamation and a promise, but then to make it fall short and not deliver on what He said. If God told you that He is going to carry you through this wilderness. His word will not go void and fall short. And see, now in the end, when Israel is faced with these giants, they say, you know, God must hate us. And that's exactly what we do. You know, when things go well, we've got nothing to say. We don't even thank God. But when things go bad, it's like He hates us. When things go bad, God has totally removed himself from us and forgotten us. That's what we think. Deuteronomy 1 verse 28. Where are we going to? Our brothers have made our hearts melt, saying the people are greater and taller than we. The cities are great and walled up to the heavens. And we saw the sons of the Anakim there too. Then I said to you, have no dread or fear them. Yahweh, your God, who is going before you. He does fight for you according to all he did for you in Egypt before your eyes and in the wilderness where you saw how Yahweh our God has borne you as a man bears a son in all the way that you went until you came to this place. Yet in this matter, you are putting no trust in Yahweh our God who is going before you in the way to seek out a place for you to pitch your tents, to show you the way you should go in fire by night and in a cloud by day. You see Moses says, guys, what are you talking about? God has borne you as a man who bores his son through the wilderness when he has given you water when there was nothing. He led Moses struck a rock and out of the rock flowed rivers of flowing water, giving life to their mortal bodies when they thought they would die. And Moses, this is this is the lesson, guys. Moses is reminding us that if things look dark and nightly here today, if it seems like there is nothing to do, nowhere to go, nowhere out of this thing, what God wants us to do is look at what he's done in the past. Because if you look at what he's done in the past, it's easier to see what he will do in the future. Because what he did before, he will do again again. You see, when God delivered before he will deliver again, when he healed before he'll heal again, he'll do what he did before the deliverance again in your life he will not fall short he says he said yahweh does fight for you what are you guys talking about he has he is and he will fight for you forever because you are his people what are you kidding if, if god is a, man, a, a, a father who adorns his son who loves his people how will he allow his people to to uh, to fall and die in the desert and never come to the promised land. He will not the only way that that can happen. Listen to me. The only way that someone will die in their wilderness is if they do not trust God, they turn their back on God completely and they walk the other way, making their own plan. You see, you have a choice of authority on your life. God has given you a free will, a will. Where you can make a choice to choose him, give him authority over your life by his spirit, where he will guide you by the cloud by day and the fire by night. Or you can decide to not follow that cloud by day and fire by night, but go and follow your own instinct, your flesh and do and go. To what seems right to a man. You see, that's when you dwell off into the wilderness, into another place far off from the direction that God called Israel to. And God is not in that place. God is only where he has called you to be. And God will meet you there. And in that place, he delivers. You see, the, 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 the cloud in the day and the fire in the night that Israel followed is a picture You need to understand there is a New Testament reference to this, too. In baptism, we have a baptism in water and a baptism in fire or the Holy Spirit in the same manner. This is connected to the cloud, the water by day and the fire, the pillar like the pillar of fire by night, you see. When we are in the day, if the day is shining, if it is happy, if we are happy, everything is going well. We need to live a holy life unto repentance. Just like when we are baptized into water, we need to live a life holy in a repentant state, continually cleansing ourselves with the water. That's what the cloud represents. Cleansing ourselves with the water of God. And that water is Yeshua. In other words, we need to continually be seeking a place of running after him unto holiness, making sure we repent, we get ourselves clean, we, we search our hearts, we, we get where so that when night comes, you are ready for it. When the sun stops shining and you can't see that cloud anymore, but you see the fire, you see that's When you need to have been prepared for the night, because see, now if you have if you if you're cleansed, the fire of God can come. The baptism of the spirit can come. He will convict. He will guide. He will give wisdom. He will be with you. And now you are strengthened to follow it and trust it and not go your own way, because see, it's easy to go the right way when things are going right. And it's day. It's easy to see. But see, when the sun goes down upon you, the sun sets and grows dark and weary. And there you can't even see where that pillar of fire is taking you because it's so dark around you. That's when you really need to be prepared in holiness and in trust in the Father. And how will you get prepared if you don't prepare yourself when things go well? And so if you have found yourself in a season right now when things are going well, now is the time to prepare for the hard times. What farmer is there who goes and yields a harvest but does not prepare for the years that will not yield the same great harvest? farmers need to prepare for the years where the rains don't come and in the same way we need to prepare in our futures for the for the years that the 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 sun doesn't shine because the sun will go down on each of our lives in a certain season and we need and when that time comes we can only be prepared if we're so close and intimate with the father feeling him that when it comes We will be able to follow his fire without a doubt in our minds. But see, brother, sister, when that dark day does come, when when it when we find ourselves in that season where things are hard, whatever the problem is, whatever the issue is, whatever the wilderness season is, when things go wrong and things are hard, Paul tells us the following in Romans five. He says in Romans 5 verse 3 and onwards, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Spirit who's been given to us. You see the spirit that fire who's been that's been given to us. That is how God's love is poured into our hearts. How can you understand the love of God if you haven't seen him bring you through the splitting of the sea or if you haven't seen him bring water from a rock? How will you believe the love of God? You see, Adam and Eve would have never understood the death and the breath of the love of God. If they didn't see the grace of God that followed when they didn't deserve it. And the same with every single one of us today. How will we understand the love of God without seeing his grace come when we don't deserve it? You see, God would like to come into your situations, your problems that seem like mountains. And he would like to come and show you grace. He would like to come and show you kindness and goodness. He would like to guide you by his fire. But the thing is, is you need to give him authority. If you're trying to figure this thing out on your own, trying to muster up the whatever the wisdom, the finances, the whatever your problem is, the love muster up the love to love your wife or husband the way they should or to try and change someone or whatever the case is, you need to step back. You need to let God handle this. And the way that you do it is seeking Him first. Seek first the kingdom of God, and then the rest will be added unto you. If you seek your own way and your own will, your own try and follow your own heart and your own mind, you will be following the wrong cloud. There is only one that God has given one cloud by day, one far by night. And if you go your own way, you're going to venture off and get lost in the wilderness and you will die there. You see, when the darkness comes, it must act, needs to actually be exciting to us. You know, we, and we, we see when we look at things go wrong, we complain and we more just like the Israelites. But what if I told you that, in, that, that trials should be one of the most exciting things that we can encounter because it promotes the growth of our character and produces hope within us? You see, you cannot be used. Listen to me. You cannot be used by God in any way. If you Do not have a built character that only can come from trials and tribulations. So without trials and tribulations, you will be a lukewarm, passive Christian or believer unable to do anything for the kingdom of God. Because the only how can you do anything for his kingdom if you have not seen him split the sea for you? How can you testify of the truth if you have not seen the truth come and work in impossible? Possible situations where there is no way out. You need to go through the fire by night to be used by God during the day. And during the day, you need to seek God earnestly so you can be sustained when night comes. In John nine, verse four, Yeshua said the following. He said, We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. You see, Yeshua is talking in relation to doing the works of God. And he says, while it is day, you need to be doing these things while you are able, whatever it is, whether you are able because you are you're healthy, you, you, you don't have troubles, you don't have problems keeping you back. There's not tribulation, there's not persecution, there's not whatever there is to a point where you won't be able to do the works of God anymore And at night. So God says, while it is day, you need to seek me, you need to have intimacy, you need to, to come and, have, and and dine with me so that in that place I can equip you for everything you need to do to work during the day and work. And so when night comes, you will then also have a relationship to be sustained during it. But see, Israel, they didn't understand this. Israel went their own way. They said, we don't want to do this anymore. God must hate us to bring us into this place. And they complain and they murmur. And then we read the following in Deuteronomy 1 verse 35. Not one of these men of this evil generation shall see that good land of which I swore to give to your fathers. You see, God calls these people evil. Why? Simply because they had unbelief. Unbelief. They had complaining. They had all these things. They didn't want to listen to God. And God calls that evil. Evil that's a big word guys. He says this is an evil matter is if you have seen me come through for you But you fail to trust me for the future and for what you're facing right now. God says you are Evil if you do that And if you continue in that and you do not repent from that mentality to seek his face and trust in him rather then. You will lose the promised land. Everything that you desire so much to get without God, you will never accomplish or acquire without him. The only way to get to that promised land that you face is by going through the Father and letting him fight for you, your giants. Your giants cannot be overcome by your own works. It comes only by the father. And so in consequence, these men of Israel who didn't want to go into the land and who disobeyed God and then later went into the land when God said that he's not giving them permission anymore. They just totally disobeyed, totally tried to go their own way. They lost everything. God passed over that generation. He, that whole entire generation of people lost their callings. They missed their callings to enter the promised land that is was promised to them. Even through Abraham, they lost it completely because of unbelief. God only permitted the second generation to enter the promised land. He wanted to give to the first. In the same manner, if you continue in your evil works of not trusting the father and continuing in that unbelief, you will lose the generation he wants to give the the promised land he wants to give you. And if you do not continue, he will have to give that promised land to your children. And so, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you that. God is, wants to give you this. He does fight for you. I think sometimes we under, miss, forget that God actually loves us. God actually cares for us. I don't care how guilty you feel. I don't care what you did. I don't care wh- whatever the enemy has been trying to pour into your heart. Those lies. You need to understand that God does love you. God is there and he wants to fight for you and he will. Fight for you as long as you follow his fire by night and cloud by day, not being clouded by your own ideas, but submitting unto him for wisdom in prayer. And if you stay in that place of submission and and, and trusting him, he will come through. And in fact, he will Fight for you. You wouldn't even need to lift a finger. What you need to do is humble yourself in prayer and fasting at his feet, and he will deliver you. I hope this encourages you, brothers and sisters, to get ready in the day while it is day to be sustained during the night. And but when it comes night, go and fight at the throne of God. Not don't fight your issues. Go and fight in prayer at the feet of God. Go and have intimacy with Him. And in that place, you will be built in character. He will develop hope in you. If I have never gone through anything bad in life, I would not be standing here today. There is no possibility for my character to have been matured if I haven't gone through a maturity process. You see, if you want to be mature and you want to have good fruit come out you need to be pressed. Olives need to be pressed to have good usable content olive oil needs to come out and it cannot come out unless it is pressured. And in the same way you are an olive tree and without you being pressed your olives being pressed there is no way for you to produce good oil. You cannot meet Father without that. And so you need to understand that even though things are hard, it is worth it. It is worth it because just like Yeshua was pressured on the cross and he was pressed and struck and broken for us, the good will, the good fruit came from that. And in the same way, no trial that you go through, no mocking, no persecution, that you go through no matter how big or small, none of it is for nothing. But everything has a goal that is to perfect you for your bridegroom. Brothers, sisters, I know about you, but I want to be perfected for my bridegroom. I want to look like a bride equally yoked to him. And if I want to be equally yoked to him, it should be no surprise that I need to go through some of the same trials that he went through to make him mature. I hope this encouraged and blessed you. May God bless you and keep you and have an amazing day. Subscribe to this YouTube channel. This blessed you. And like this video so more people can see it. I'll see you guys in the next video. Shalom.